This is Unexpected with Hannah Love. In this podcast, you will gain a new perspective of how God loves you enough to call you to things that you couldn't have imagined for yourself. Have you ever noticed that the first thing people ask at a social event is, so where are you from? Followed up with a, what do you do? It's interesting to me because even on social media pages, our bios declare the same. Where we are from, what we do, a few words to sum up our whole existence. But what if, just what if, those very descriptions are the ones we've been using to identify who we are? Titles, jobs, throw in a location for context. But what if we've had it all wrong? If that's the first thing that we are saying about ourselves, that must also mean it's the first thing we believe about who we are. It must mean that that's our identity, right? Wrong. The thing is, we are doing ourselves a disservice if that's the thing we are choosing to stand on. Identity isn't what you do or even who you are to anyone else. Actually, our true identity is that which relates us to our Creator. It's foundational. It should be the thing that we respond with as we know it deep down. If God Himself asked, Who are you? What would you tell Him? Would you say something like, Well, I'm Sharon and I'm a project coordinator at so-and-so offices. I mean, I'm laughing, but I sure hope you've got more in you than that. If we asked our own children, Who are you to me? I would hope that they would respond with, I'm your child. So, shouldn't that be our first response too? God calls us His. And while we may call ourselves God's children on Sunday at church, the majority of people aren't living out here like that. Most people live by their professional titles for the rest of the week. Others of us may not even go by a title that we gave ourselves, but the title given to us by the world, known by our stories, our past, known by shame or sickness, sin, or even your situation. Maybe whatever life you've lived has become the thing to define you. I believe this is the number one mistake believers make in understanding their identity. Instead of referring to what God's Word says about them, they have spent a lifetime listening to others about who they should or shouldn't be. At some point, most of us have come into agreement about whatever that is. Think about school. If you didn't play sports, were you really an outcast? Or did you just start believing that about yourself because that's what the social scene dictated? Maybe God would have liked to remind you that you were actually built different, built to be set apart, built with different interests and giftings to reach a purpose God crafted specifically for you. See, I've come to realize we can't fully walk in our God-given authority unless we recognize ourselves the way God recognizes us, not by who we say we are. Not by who the world says we are, but by who God says we are. We can walk fully in all that He desires for us if we understand our identity. If we understand our relationship to the King. If your father is the King, what does that make you? 
an heir. It makes you an heir. You're an heir to his kingdom, a daughter who is loved and a daughter who is called to a life of more. Today, I want to read you a story about a woman who perfectly fits the description of someone who went by her worldly identity. She is a woman in the Bible who is never mentioned by name. She isn't even mentioned by a title she holds. Rather, she is identified by the issue she has, the woman with the issue of blood. This woman is known by her affliction. This story takes place as Jesus has begun his ministry throughout the land, and he has already been performing miracles. At this point, he had just performed a miracle and is crossing the lake. I'll pick up in Mark and start reading. After Jesus returned from across the lake, a huge crowd of people quickly gathered around him on the shoreline. Just then, a man saw that it was Jesus. So he pushed through the crowd and threw himself down at his feet. His name was Jairus a Jewish official who was in charge of the synagogue. He pleaded with Jesus, saying over and over, Please come with me. My little daughter is at the point of death, and she's only 12 years old. Come and lay hands on her and heal her, and she will live. Immediately, Jesus went with him, and the huge crowd followed, pressing in on him from all sides. Now, in the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered horribly from continual bleeding for 12 years. She had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors, yet in spite of spending all she had on their treatments, she was getting worse instead of better. When she heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd and came up from behind him and touched his prayer shawl. For she kept saying to herself, If I could touch even his clothes, I know I will be healed. As soon as her hand touched him, her bleeding immediately stopped. She knew it for she could feel her body instantly being healed of her disease. Jesus knew at once that someone had touched him, for he felt the power that had always surged around him had passed through him for someone to be healed. He turned and spoke to the crowd, saying, Who touched my clothes? His disciples answered, What do you mean who touched you? Look at this huge crowd. They're all pressing up against you. But Jesus' eyes swept across the crowd, looking for one who had touched him for healing. When the woman who experienced this miracle realized what had happened to her, she came before him trembling with fear and threw herself down at his feet saying, I was the one who touched you. And she told him her story of what had just happened. Then Jesus said to her, Daughter, because you dare to believe, your faith has healed you. Go with peace in your heart and be free from your suffering. Do you know why this story is so touching? The woman in this story is no different than people you pass by on the street. I just want you to think for a minute about how many people you know like this. People who live under the identity of their affliction or the title that the world gave them. Too many people today live by the thing that they survived, the thing that they have wrestled with, the thing that they are ashamed of, the past, the circumstance. The world has called them the single mom so long, that's who they think they are. The world has called them broken or poor or sick. You fill in the blank. The world is great at slapping labels on people. True or not, warranted or not, this woman was known by her issue. Everyone knew she was sick. 
Everyone knew her sickness made her unclean by the standard of that day, and furthermore, it probably meant that she was a barren outcast. She had spent her life savings trying to find healing. She had faith for it. And that faith led her to healing. Not only her healing, but her identity, daughter. I wonder how many times she thought of herself as a daughter to God all those years. Perhaps she never felt like it. But Jesus made it known to her who she was, how she was seen and loved, and by who. Guys, it changed her life. Today, I want to challenge you to ask yourself the question, What have I been standing on? What identity have I been living by? Is it an identity given by the world? Is it status based on things that I own? Is it the circles I'm a part of? Or is it even a condemning name given by a circumstance of this broken world? Whatever it is, whoever you think you are, I want to remind you that you are none of those things. God calls you His child first. Hold fast to that and be encouraged that life will look different when you understand your born identity. I love you, friends, and God loves you most of all. I'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening today. If this episode has encouraged you, please feel free to share this show with your family and friends. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, and my hope is that this show is a candle in the dark.